Hello and welcome to another episode of Listen Up. I am Mr. I. Remember that if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, you will get updates every time that a new episode is available. This is episode 100. That is a lot of talking and a lot of listening. So if you've listened to every episode, you've listened to me talk a lot. Today's episode is not a listener request, but do remember that you can always make requests or ask questions through the website, which is bit.ly slash L-U-W-M-I. Or you can always find me on Twitter, at ListenUpWithMrI. Today, I want to talk about some of the experiences that I have had with wild animals here in Japan. Now, thankfully, none of these experiences have been bad ones. I have, however, seen a wide variety of wild animals, usually when I've been out riding my bike somewhere. And that's probably a really good way to come across wild animals. A car, too fast, too noisy. You'll probably drive right by going too fast, or you'll scare the animals away before you get a chance to see them. So it's a car, not a great way to see wild animals. Walking, that's too slow usually. Most wild animals, they will probably run away long before you see them if you're walking. So a bike is actually a really good way to see a lot of wild animals, I think. Now, the reason I'm thinking about my experiences is because a couple of weeks ago, I was riding my bike one early morning, and I was on a road that doesn't have a lot of cars driving on it. And this was shortly after sunrise, and I heard some noise off to my left in the trees. And then I heard some screaming. It was not a human scream. In fact, it was a monkey screaming at me. I didn't see the monkey who was screaming, but I did see another monkey just ahead of me by the side of the road. Of course, I didn't stop. I just rode through quickly. Didn't want to bother them. Didn't want them to bother me. I guess I had just ridden through their breakfast, and so I got yelled at by a monkey. And I've seen a lot of monkeys here in Japan. Not a whole lot here in Tohoku, just a couple of times. But when I lived in Saitama, I saw lots of monkeys. Usually not really close, but a few times I did see them maybe four or five meters away. So pretty close. And while Japanese monkeys are much, much smaller than me, I really don't want to get too close. I'm sure that an adult male monkey is probably really strong, even if he's much smaller than me. I should also point out that because I grew up in the U.S., I never saw monkeys in the wild as a kid. Monkeys were zoo animals when I was growing up. And there are no wild monkeys in the U.S. at all. Nowhere in the U.S. Most of North America, no monkeys. So even though I have now seen a lot of monkeys, I still get very excited when I see a wild monkey. 
Another animal that I've seen a lot of is the tanuki. Now, sometimes people translate tanuki into English as raccoon dog, but I prefer to use the Japanese name, so I'll just say tanuki. And I've seen a bunch of them, sometimes even in the middle of cities, because tanuki, they, they come into the cities quite often. I don't really have any interesting stories about tanuki, so I'll keep this pretty short, but I have seen a few of them very close, maybe two meters away, like you know, almost almost close enough I could touch them. Of course, I didn't touch them. Don't touch wild animals, please, ever. Don't do that. But I've been very, very close to Tanuki. And I think they're actually pretty cute animals. I mean, I know they can be pests. So if you have a garden or something, maybe Tanuki, not your favorite animal, but especially like a baby or very young Tanuki, really cute animal, if I'm being honest. Let's see, what other... Okay, we could also talk about the deer. Uh, deer up in Hokkaido, in particular. So Hokkaido has a lot of deer. The area that I saw them the most was around a big lake just south of Sapporo. It's called Lake Shkots. Um, Shkotsko, the Japanese name, of course. There are actually so many deer in that area that it's a problem, especially in the winter. There just isn't enough food for all the deer, so they eat the bark of the trees. So bark is the English word for the outside layer of a tree, right? The tree's skin, kind of, you could think of it. And because there are so many deer in that area, a lot of the trees are completely without bark, no bark on the lower parts of the tree by the end of the winter or the start of spring. Right? A long time ago, there were a lot more brown bears, so Higuma, that would help control the deer population of Hokkaido. The, the bears eat deer sometimes. And if you go back far enough in history, there were also the uh, wolves, like Okami in Hokkaido. And they really ate deer and really would be the top predators. But now there are not enough bears. There are no wolves. The wolves are extinct in Japan now. There are no wolves. There's very not enough bears. So the deer, their population is growing and growing too fast in some places. And again, I don't really have any good stories with deer. Just I've seen a lot of them. Sometimes I would ride my bike, I would see 10, 15, 20 deer on one ride. So yeah, deer, lots of deer in Hokkaido. I do have some interesting stories about animals in Hokkaido. Um, in particular, the northern fox. So kitsune, right? Kita kitsune. Now usually foxes will run away from people. But there are some foxes who have gotten so used to humans that they aren't afraid of people anymore. They will come up to cars, come up to people looking for food, which is a bad thing. Because foxes can carry the parasite um, Echinoxus. In Hokkaido, you see a lot of signs and warnings in places where there are foxes 
and the signs say, stay away from the foxes because you might get echinoxics if you get too close to the foxes. So please, 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 if you ever see a fox that's being a little bit too friendly, please don't feed it. Wild foxes, even if they're really cute, they are wild animals. They need to stay wild. And so my story about a fox has to do with a fox that was too friendly, too used to humans. So I was riding my bike because all of these stories are when I'm riding my bike. I was riding my bike and I was going uphill, up a pretty high mountain pass. Um, in fact, if, if you're familiar with the area, it's in Yubari. It's a mountain pass called Manjitoge. And so I'm going up and I wasn't to the top yet. I still had quite a way to go up. There were no cars in the area at the time, so it was very, very quiet, very peaceful. And then I noticed something behind me. It wasn't terribly large, I could see. It was pretty small. And then I turned around, got a better look, and I was still riding my bike. And I saw a small northern fox. It had walked onto the road after I had passed by wherever it was in the woods. And then it started running towards me. Not full speed. It wasn't sprinting towards me, but it was a, a slow jog. It was kind of a trot. It was jogging towards me. I was not happy. Right? Like I said, I know it's not a good idea to get too close to wild foxes. But I was uphill, going uphill. The fox was below me on the hill and jogging, trotting in my direction. I didn't want to risk turning around, going back downhill to get away because that would mean I would have to go right past the fox. I didn't want to risk that. What if the fox decided to jump at me? Don't want to do that. So I started sprinting on my bicycle uphill. It was probably the hardest I have ever pedaled in my life on my bicycle. Thankfully, the fox stopped following me like maybe a hundred meters. Not they didn't it didn't follow me follow me for a long time, but enough that I had to work hard. And it wasn't a big deal. There were no problems in the end. But yeah, when I when I saw that little fox running towards me, it was not really, it wasn't a nice feeling. Okay, so please, whatever you do, don't feed wild animals. They will get used to humans and they might chase a bicyclist trying to ride uphill. Now, another time that I was a little bit frightened by an animal was not when I was road biking, but I was mountain biking in Akita. So I was in the woods on a nice mountain bike trail. I wasn't really deep, deep into the woods or anything. I was just, you know, a few minutes downhill and I was back into Kisakata, the town I was living in. But it was a dirt path through the hills and woods 
near Kisakata. And I came down a hill and around a curve. And suddenly, I saw a very large, furry animal. At first, I didn't know what it was, and I was a little bit worried that it might be a bear. I mean, that worry was only for a very short time, just a split second. As soon as I was able to think, understand what I was looking at, I saw that the animal in front of me was a sero, which is known in Japanese as kamoshika. So I was pulling the brakes as hard as I could, so I stopped really quickly, and the kamoshika, who was eating some grass, stopped, looked up, turned, and looked at me. And it was just standing there in the middle of the trail, so I I had to stop. I couldn't go through. I didn't feel like I was in any danger, right? I Once I knew it was a kamoshika, I'm like, okay, just, just wait. The animal is just eating, just having a meal. It wasn't acting strangely. It was doing normal kamoshika things, right? It stopped. It looked up at me. And it turned very, very slowly. And just slowly, one step at a time, walked off into the woods. And it was actually a very amazing experience. Once, you know, once things, once I calmed down, once I understood what was going on. It was probably my first experience with a large wild animal in J- ever, honestly. It was my first in Japan, definitely. But probably the first time ever. You know, if I think about it, because like I say, I grew up in, in, in the cities in the U.S., so I didn't really have experience with wild animals. Sure, farm animals, I've been to around farms, but my first experience with a large wild animal, and it was very calm and peaceful once I, once I knew it wasn't a bear. And that leaves me with one more animal to talk about, and that is bears. Now, of course... Japan has two different kinds of bears. There are the brown bears in Hokkaido, right? The Higuma. And then there are black bears, a variety of black bear, right? Tsukinawaguma down here in uh, Honshu, in, in Tohoku, and other areas of Honshu, like Nagano, wherever, Niigata, right? And I have, I, I have never seen a bear Either, either either kind, black bear, brown bear. I've never seen a bear in person. And I'm very happy to say that, right? A bear is probably the animal I least want to see when I'm out riding through the woods. When I lived in Sapporo, there were lots of news reports about bears every year, you know, coming close to where people live, but never in the areas where I lived. Other, other parts of the city, right? Now, the closest thing, you know, the closest time that I've ever been to a bear was actually this past summer. Uh, I was here in Miyagi. So I was riding my bike, again, riding my bike. I was going from Sendai up to Naruko Onsen. And as I usually do, I was doing my best to stay off of roads that have lots of cars, right? It's more peaceful, it's easier to ride, it's more fun to ride on a, on, on 
on roads with less cars. But that means that a lot of these roads are, they're going through the woods. They're going through the mountains, right? Those kinds of roads. And I was riding up one of these roads through the woods. Right? To, to my left, it's going up, up the mountain. To my right, there's a small river. Right? And I'm almost all the way to Nautico, and I'm going up this hill, and I saw some footprints on the road. Now, footprint, of course, is ashiato in Japanese. And these footprints were 100% bare footprints. There's no doubt in my mind that these were bare footprints, right? It had the pad, it had the distinct toes. I looked up online when I got home and I checked. Yep, those are bare footprints that I saw. And these were not, they weren't mud or anything like that. They were water. These were wet footprints on the road. And they weren't dry at all. Like, they were still very, very fresh footprints. And that means that the bear who had walked through and left the footprints probably walked through that area less than 15 minutes before I went through. The bear was probably down very close to where I was by the river. I probably rode right past it, and I didn't realize it. I didn't stop. Um, I did not want to find a bear. I don't I I never want to find a bear when I'm on my bicycle if I'm being honest. But yeah, it, I'm sure it was very very nearby because like I say the footprint was very very fresh, very new footprint. Maybe someday I will get to see a bear in the wild and if that happens, hopefully it will be very far away like on a, on the next hill over like not anywhere close to me where where I'm going to have to run I I I don't want to run away from a bear if I don't have to that does not sound like any sort of fun but yeah those are some of my experiences with wild animals they've all been good experiences a little bit startling a little frightening occasionally but ultimately in the end They've all been very good experiences, most of them. And I always get excited when I see these wild animals like that, right? There's something very, there's something very special. There's something very neat about seeing animals, wild animals in their natural habitat, out where they really live, not in a zoo. And that is where I will end it today. If you have any requests or ideas for podcasts, you can find the request form on the website, which again, bit.ly slash L-U-W-M-I. You can also find links to the podcast and all the episodes, uh, listening guides, there are quizzes if you want to you know, test your listening uh, understanding. The Twitter for the podcast is at ListenUpWithMrI. If you follow on Twitter, you can learn some history every day. And of course, you can always send episode ideas directly to me on the Twitter account as well. Happy to get ideas. And that's all for today. I'm Mr. I, and I'll see you next time.